0: Welcome to Raising OKC Kids Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Erin Page and today we're talking about resources in the metro for LGBTQ youth and their families and friends, as well as how we can normalize same-sex couples and transgender individuals with our kids and how that becomes so important and impactful as they grow up and go out into the community. I am thrilled to welcome our panel today of two moms and incredible community leaders. We'll start off with a little bit of information about them. Sarah Cunningham is founder of Free Mom Hugs, which is dedicated to educating families, church and civic leaders on how to celebrate the LGBTQ community. Free Mom Hugs has become a global movement. Sarah is the author of How We Sleep at Night, A Mother's Journey from the Church to the Pride Parade about her own journey as a Christian while learning to accept her son coming out as gay. Sarah uses her own experience and education to help parents and children have authentic relationships, and she is passionate about connecting with faith, civic, and business leaders to make the world a kinder, safer place for our LGBTQ family. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Kylie Holland is the Program Director at Sisu Youth Services, Sisu is an affirming and low barrier shelter serving Oklahoma youth experiencing homelessness. They provide overnight shelter, drop-in services, including a hot meal, laundry facilities, access to showers, clothing closet, and case management. Kylie has worked for eight years in mental health and supportive services, providing case management to youth across the state. Kylie also has three brilliant and unique children, one of whom is LGBTQ identifying. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk first about why it's so vital for youth who either already identify as LGBTQ or who are working to determine their orientation or gender identification to have an affirming, loving community or mentors around them, and then why it can be so detrimental to their mental health and and really their very lives when they don't. We know the suicide rates for LGBTQ youth are much greater than other youth. And there are some key things that friends, family members, church leaders can do to counteract that. I'd love to get both of your thoughts on this. Sarah, would you start?
1: Well, thank you. First of all, um, a wonderful part of this platform is when companies like Metro Family provide a platform for Kylie and myself to share from our own experience, from um, our um, our experience here in the city with the community, um, so first of all, thank you for being a strong and, and faithful ally in in providing that, because um, this is a a, an, a dynamic to my family that I wasn't. Um, so keen on uh, when Parker, our youngest child, first came out to us. I didn't take the news very well. I reacted in ways that I regret even today. I didn't know where to look for resources. So what I would have done to have been able to look in a magazine and found a conversation like this and resources um, um, for families like mine. Um, So it's so important to see, same-sex couples, uh, we were plugged into a faith community where we didn't have same-sex couples, uh, wasn't really talked about, and we absorbed this idea that homosexuality is wrong. And it wasn't until our youngest son came out that I was exposed to this beautiful community and realized what was happening in the in the world around us by um, being, Um, alienated from our places of worship from our families and from many parts of society and so it's excuse me it's crucial that we have conversations like these Um, and to hopefully avoid uh, the service that that Kylie offers through the magnificent work of Sisu is so important and um, I bet she would have um, much to add to that.
0: That's great, Sarah. Thank you. Kylie, what would you add about the importance of creating
2: an affirming, loving community? Sure. So I've been thinking on this, um, and I really wanted to start off with talking about um, the recent research from the Trevor Project. Um, Last year, they came out with a statistic that said even having, even a youth having one affirming adult in their life reduces suicide attempts by 40 percent and that is such um an impactful and strong statistic because it just takes one adult you know just one affirming loving human that lets them be exactly who they are and um that's really really what we try to do here at sisu um And and I like to think that we really do it well. I think that oftentimes when youth come here, um, they've already been rejected several times in the community uh, because of their sexual orientation or gender identity um, by either biological families or foster families. Um, And they are lacking a secure sense of themselves because they've been put down in so many instances for just being who they are. But also on the flip side of that, we see a lot of youth um, that come in never being able to have expressed themselves before because they knew that they would be rejected. So um, we, we love to support youth and their identities. We f- feel like it is a one very important step to success, um, just to help them believe in their own selves. Um, by being an affirming person, we give them a more secure sense of you know, their own identity and they can go out to the world and uh, be confident in who they are. Um, so we like to provide a supportive and loving place and get them connected to other humans who will support them, who look like them. You know, that's really important too. Um, We have a lot of volunteers and staff members that identify LGBTQ community. And we feel like that is a really important aspect of it as well, because not just being supportive and encouraging of the person that they are, but also showing them um, the normalcy of of being a part of the LGBTQ community and being a successful adult human. You know, because they've heard so many times, oh, you'll not be successful, you can never live like this. That those are things that and ideas and beliefs that they have taken to their core. So to see it normalized um, in in a successful Way is really beneficial to them um, as well as just being supportive.
0: That's great, Kylie. I'm glad you mentioned that statistic because um, I, I was reading that recently and, and mm-hmm. was shocked, both shocked and hopeful at what numbers right. represent. Yes. And I'm glad you talked um, about representation and normalization. That brings us to to the next piece of this conversation. We know how important representation is to normalizing the LGBTQ community. Um, so, what can families start to do when their kids are are young? My kids, for example, are eight, six, and four. Um, and I think when when we focus on normalization and representation when our kids are young. That that can go so far um, with them. So what can we do to help our kids and, and in our homes normalize same-sex couples, normalize transgender youth and
2: adults? Kylie, will you start us off on this one? Sure. So- I mean, we all think that I think this is an easy answer, right? Like just normalizing. <laughs> but um, sometimes I think it's a harder plan of action to normalize in our society as is. I have a queer family. Um, my kids have two moms. Uh, and I feel like that's just about as normalized you can as you can get, you know, in your own home space. But I find that my kids oftentimes still have these like heteronormative, little things that come out of their mouths that i'm like wait now wait a second you know like um they'll say things like the mommy and the daddy and i'm like or the two mommies and or the two daddies or you know i think that being able to just kind of interject those small differences so that this heteronormative idea that a family which we all know too that a family is not always just a mom and a dad and so mm-hmm. to identify that to our children at a very young age that, well, not all, not all families look like a mommy and a daddy, and that's okay. We all have different families. We all come different um, environments and backgrounds. Um, I think that another way that I really like to do this with my own children is um, there's a lot of really great kids books that um, Mm -hmm. offer different perspectives of having same-sex parents or, um, you know, like gender fluid kids. There's a, a really great book, Uh, I wish I could remember the name. It's called, it's a name, Somebody, Somebody is a Mermaid. And um, the whole idea behind the book is that it's a gender fluid child. Um, And so I like to kind of like break that societal view of sometimes also what it means to be like a boy and what it means to be a girl because just being able to like break those simple fallacies down that no girls don't have to like pink and boys can really love pink and that's okay and it also doesn't mean that it changes your gender identity it's just you know giving them that perspective that we can all like different things um I think provides them with a more open mindset as they get older and see kids or other adults that are maybe like more gender fluid or a transgender individual and it won't um, come as a shock to them if they haven't if they've already been normalized to the idea that everybody is different and it doesn't just like fit in this one little box. And so I think books are a really great um, way to do that because kids love reading and it's a great way to um, give them perspectives from a different background.
0: Those are such great, powerful tips,
1: Kylie. Thank you so much. Uh, Sarah, what would you add to that? Well, I, I wouldn't add anything. I totally agree with Kylie. Um, I think, if I had anything to do over again with my own child, uh, having missed an entire adolescence of his life because I didn't allow for the conversation, you need to allow a space to have a conversation, but in order to have a conversation, you need to provide the tools, the vocabulary, and that's so important, like Kylie said about reading and about um, giving the words to express verbally um how they are identifying what they are experiencing as a young person and just equipping them to be able to have a conversation and how you react to it will um, will have a lot to do with the, how, how much uh, they share and just providing a safe space, getting educated, educate yourself. And if, and if I could go back, I would, um, my regret is not celebrating Parker earlier in his life. And allowing the conversation, allowing the vocabulary. That's, I love the acronym for the LGBTQIA community. I don't know what each letter stands for, uh, but I love it because it allows um, the individual to identify what well, this looks like me. This is how, um, this is who I am. And it just allows that, that um, spectrum. And it's a beautiful growing, ever growing and, um, I do appreciate it so much. Also, that to surround yourself with people who will uh, love and support your child, you as you become more affirming if you're not necessarily in that stance. And that, that includes your family, your extended family, uh, your house of worship, your workplace, to you know nip those conversations in the bud at the water cooler wherever you are to just bring awareness to the dynamic you have in your family to make it a safe space and the ripple effect of that um, is so important.
0: Those are great tips. I love that you talked about um, just the vocabulary, just introducing your kids and making sure that that's part of your family's vocabulary in, in your home. That's, that's really key sarah will you talk a little bit more about your faith journey reconciling your faith with your child being gay and you talked a little bit about this but anything else you would add about creating that safe environment for kids to explore and understand their own sexuality and identification as they grow up
1: yes Um, we um, raised our children in a very conservative evangelical non-affirming church. A non-affirming church is one that will not celebrate the spiritual gifts of the LGBTQIA community. Uh, they don't honor same-sex marriage as holy. Uh, they don't recognize same-sex relationships or, or um, relationships from the LGBTQIA community. Uh, they're not acknowledged um, or celebrated. And it's important to know that. What I would have done to have my youth pastor or someone who i confided with in our place of worship at that time to say sarah i don't know how to minister to you but here are some resources that will help you i didn't even know where to look for resources now like kylie mentioned there's so many wonderful uh, resources out there now to not have a better understanding of um, this beautiful community um, you can find wonderful resources, no matter where you stand, historically, scientifically, scripturally, biblically. And I would like to add that it's so important to know where your house of worship um, stands, whether they are affirming or non-affirming. And the difference is very simple. If they are not affirming, your uh, gay child will have to check themselves at the door. It's not a safe place for your uh, gay friends and family. And um, it, in fact, it's a dangerous place for the community. An affirming church will celebrate the spiritual gifts of the LGBTQIA community. It will honor their marriage, their relationships, and uh, the dynamic that they offer to humanity. And it's important to know the difference. And I think it's kind of ironic that you have a fully affirming church offering up space here in our state, to the homeless at risk LGBTQIA community. Now that is, I mean, it's profound to me that Sisu is uh, provided shelter in a fully affirming church to a community that's been alienated and separated from um, a faith that Oklahoma is um, predominant in, so. Uh, I think it begins with faith until we hear a different message from the pulpit. Will we see a change around us? And um, it's a matter of life and death, really.
0: Powerful words, Sarah. Thank you. Um, Kylie, would you have any tips to add about creating a safe environment in, in the home for youth to explore who they are and celebrate who they are?
2: Sure. Um, I was going to piggyback a little bit off of what Sarah said about using vocabulary and having vocabulary, you know, um, commonplace in your home and household. Um, I'll give a little like personal story. So my 13-year-old, they came out to me a couple of years ago um, whenever they found out the word, found out the word bisexual. And they came to me and they were like, Mom, did you know that bisexual means this? And I was like, In fact, I did. <laughs> and they were like, Well, and then they got really like shy and almost scared to tell me, which is which was shocking to me because, uh, you know, I myself am gay, and so I was like, I, I was like, you know, it's okay, whatever you are about to say. And it was not the home environment that gave my child this view, but it was society. Um, and so anyways, that's part of why vocabulary is important. Because once once my child learned about that word, it was like, oh my gosh, I identify with that. Um, so I think that vocabulary and normalizing those words in the home and that there aren't scary words and this is just, you know, part of life. and um, And being able to acknowledge and accept whatever your child is telling you as their own truth. Mm -hmm. I think that that is really key and really important. Part of um, my own journey um, was that it was kind of like, oh, this must just be a phase. Um, And those words were thrown at me a lot, especially because I don't necessarily look um, what... people would consider to look like a lesbian, whatever, whatever that means. <laughs> um, especially, you know, 10 plus years ago, that's, that's kind of the, um, response that I got. And so I think that's something is that's really important is to just take what your loved ones are telling you as their own truth. It really doesn't matter their age. Um, they wouldn't be telling you they wouldn't be sharing something so intimate and personal with you if they didn't feel strongly aligned with what they were saying or, or maybe it will change, you know, but that is still part of their own truth. You know, a lot of, I see a lot of um, youth that haven't been able to explore um, themselves here at the shelter until they get here. And I do see them, change you know sometimes they try a different name or a different pronoun and um, that's something that we really work on here is every day when they check in they give us um, their pronoun for when they check in and it's a daily thing and um, it gives them the opportunity to be authentically who they are and for that to be acknowledged um, so I think that in the home, it's the same thing. Um, with, with my child, we've been using they, them pronouns and just kind of trying it on. And, um, uh, my child was like, Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. And I said, that's okay. We can just try it and we can do it at home. And if, if it works for you, if it feels like it fits, then, you know, you can, you can share that elsewhere if you'd like to, and just giving space for them to explore because, you know, as as a young adult, we're already trying to maneuver a whole lot of things in life, um, just adulting, just life things. And so, if if parents can give their children the space to explore their own identities, you know, before turning 18, then that just takes one layer off of the struggle that young adults face. So. Thank you for sharing your personal
1: experiences, Kylie. That yeah, is, I love that. I love that. I I would like to add, if I could, just look to encourage families to look around you and just see the diversity in your friends, your community. And if you see a lot of people that look just like you, then you need to broaden your 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 uh, friendships, your uh, conversations, your outreach, of course, in in the middle of a pandemic, but there's plenty of ways to get plugged into a wonderful, you know, what I love about Oklahoma and Oklahoma City is that we are a beautiful, diverse group of people. And we are moving um, in a pandemic, but uh, very, very forward in our thinking. And uh, it's making Oklahoma safer for everyone. And um, anyway, look around you. And if you see people that look just like you, then let's let's keep moving.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great and a very important suggestion, Sarah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of on the flip side of creating a safe environment in the home, um, Kylie, at Sisu, a number of your, the youth that you serve may have been kicked out of their homes by parents who don't support them. Um, You talked a little bit about this, um, where they check in each day and and give their pronouns. Uh, What are some other ways that, that you help affirm these youth, give them the space, like you mentioned, to truly be who they are, and then connect them to other resources in the community?
2: Sure. So I wanted to share um, a statistic and it's a nationwide statistic that LGBTQ youth um, make up 40% on average of the youth experiencing homelessness across our country. So that is a large number. And we know that family rejection is the number one reason that those youth end up in shelters. So. Um, here at SISU, we've seen a little bit higher of a number. Um, we see between 40 and 60 percent um, youth identifying with the LGBTQ community. Um, I think that youth come to CSU not knowing what to expect because in Oklahoma, unfortunately, unless you're creating the affirming space in your own home, there are not a lot of truly affirming spaces. When you walk into the space and you just know you can be yourself and you won't get glaring looks and you, you know, you won't feel uncomfortable or even um, in danger. And, and so I think that youth definitely come into Sisu and they don't they don't know what they're getting into, they don't know what to expect. But like I said, um, the first thing is that when they come through our doors, they sign in and on the sign in sheet, it says, you know, what is your pronoun? He, him, she, her, or they, them. And they circle whichever they are identifying with whenever they check in and we will honor that no matter. Um, one of the things that I think is really important is that as a society, we have a hard time with gender identity if it doesn't fit into our um gender norms Mm -hmm. so we can accept that someone is going by he him pronouns if they have short hair and fall into these all these check mark boxes um and so a lot of youth come in expecting for that to be kind of the um across the board way that that we would do things here as well. And that's something that's very important to me is that even if the the youth doesn't necessarily check those boxes and fit into that pretty little box, um, that we're gonna identify, and we're we're gonna, um, we are going to honor your pronouns regardless. Um, And so that is really important to me. And then second of all, um, on our intake, with every single youth whether or not they look like they need lgbtq uh, resources or not we ask every single youth you know um would you like lgbtq uh, resources is this something that you know you could identify with or that you'd like to explore Um, and we have a lot of youth uh say yes even if it's something that they've never even thought about before that moment just because they've been given now the opportunity it's been asked of them and they're like oh yeah i do actually want some resources on that um and then beyond that uh we try to get them connected to outside resources um we also just we don't push it it's hard sometimes for youth to feel um, accepted elsewhere. So like they get here, they get comfortable and they're like, okay, I feel good. I can express myself. I can be myself. And mm-hmm. then getting them to it to outside services is sometimes a little more tricky, but um, we have really used Qspace a lot with our youth, um, especially pre-pandemic. Um, it's sometimes hard to get youth engaged over Zoom calls, which is what Qspace is right now. Um, but It has been a really great environment for a lot of our youth on Q-Space, and then we make sure that we interact with a lot of our outside um, community partners and kind of express to them the needs of LGBTQ youth and make sure that they're on the same page and they are affirming when we send them to those programs. Um, The last thing that I want to do is send a youth to mental health services for them to be told that who they are is wrong or invalid or um, Mm -hmm. anything like that. So we make sure that we um, as a service provider are contacting and communicating with other service providers and making sure that we're explaining across the board what is important in being able to um, support these youth.
0: You are doing such important work at SISU. It's, um, it's joyful to me to see all the ways that you are impacting youth in, in our community. It's so important. Um, I want to give you each an opportunity to talk about any other local resources for parents with LGBTQ youth or who are questioning their sexuality, orientation, gender, and certainly to give us an overview of your organizations and how the community can connect with or serve
1: with Free Mom Hugs and Sisu. Sarah, would you start? Yes. um, Well... I think that um, Oklahoma City has uh, a wellspring of resources and support here, um, and especially in CISU. In and um, it's a um, a wonderful thing to be able to point people to the work of Cisu and the Q-Space, and uh, we have the Diversity Center here, 39th Street offers a, a wide range of services. It's It's so important to know what Resources we have here. And uh, as far as free mom hugs go, our mission statement is to equip the world to celebrate the LGBTQIA community through visibility, education, and conversa- conversation. And it's really quite simple it's just about being visible, whether it's wearing a button at the grocery store during a pandemic or um, bumper sticker or showing up at your local pride parade and just sending a message to the community that we love them, we're celebrating them. And knowing that um, free mom hugs is is not a mental health provider, we simply celebrate the community and we just try to be a loving presence in the lives of those who have been alienated from their family, from their church homes and from many parts of society. Now, um, Some of your viewers may not be aware, and um, uh, we're working on it, but conversion therapy is still legal, sought out, and paid for, not far from where I live. And so it's important to raise awareness to what is happening in Oklahoma, not only um, from a legal standpoint. um, I wasn't aware that my straight son has more rights than my gay son until I had to, you know, just get educated. On what's happening in the state of Oklahoma. So, uh, as far as being in the public on a public platform, I love that Free Mom Hugs provides a platform for people to show up, whether it's at a local pride or at their GSA or volunteering with Sisu or, you know, providing you know pizza for Q space. Whatever we can do, that's what we want to do. And a second part to that question is. That um, we have links, we have uh, connections to private online Facebook groups that support the entire family and sometimes um, a private Facebook group number one, you find out that you're not alone, you find your voice and you begin to just advocate in your own home and in the community around you and that's really what it's about is empowering each other to celebrate each other and to Um, just help Oklahoma be a better place for everyone. That's the goal.
0: Wonderful ideas and and resources there. Um, Kylie, as you talk, would you also talk specifically about Qspace? Tell us a little bit more about what it is. I know there's opportunities for community members to get engaged, to become mentors and support Qspace and and lots of other ways too.
2: Sure. Um, So, QSpace is through Northcare and they provide a program, well, two programs. One is for um, youth ages 13 to 17. They do currently, they're doing a Zoom group. I think it's every Wednesday starting at, I believe, six o'clock, but you can look it up on, I know that you can find the information through Facebook. Um, and then they have a young adult group that I believe is 18 up to 24. Um, I could be wrong on that higher end age. Um, but they provide just a really great safe space for youth to gather um, with other youth that are experiencing similar things living in Oklahoma and navigating their lives through, with family. And um, it's not, it's not like a group therapy session, but it is provided by a mental health agency. So um, they have background in um, in that area. Um, and I believe that that's all they're offering at the moment. There's probably not a lot of opportunity for volunteering or um, bringing food to those programs because it's all uh, virtual at the moment, um, which is similar to kind of how CSU is doing things. Um, we since the pandemic we had we ha- we have a very very wonderful group of volunteers um, and we had asked everybody to just stay at home for the last couple of months so we've just been using utilizing staff and them um, until recently the last couple of weeks we've been starting to add back some volunteers um, and there are other volunteer opportunities right now through CSU that um, you can help. Off-site um, or virtually, there's a lot of a lot of ways that you can get involved, and our website is sisuyouth.org. So, um, and then a final note is that I just want to let let parents know, let adults uh, in youth's lives know, just be that one supportive adult, because you really, really will make an impact and you will change their life.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, one of the ways that that my family has been able to engage with SISU is through um, your monthly meal program. You ask for families to provide or individuals or groups to
2: provide meals for your students, and so um, my That's kids. I forgot to even mention that, but it's one of my favorite parts about Sisu. Awesome. <laughs> um, Sisu was built on this idea that if there was a need, that the community would fill the need, and time and time again, the community has shown up and and done exactly that. And I think it's such an unprecedented program to just basically completely rely on community support. You know, we have a meal train um, that fills up for every dinner for the month and down you know we always have food for our youth and I just I I want to say thank you to our community because it is it is incredible and it is incredible to be a part of and to watch so
0: it's a really meaningful way I think for families to get engaged together for the whole family to, to make a meal together or or pick up from a takeout place and, and deliver um, so I know I'm always looking for ways for my my littles to start to see opportunities for, for volunteering and serving so um, I, I love that I love that you all allow the community to serve you in that way. Um, as we as we wrap up today, Kylie, you gave some final words of wisdom for parents and mentors, and Sarah, I'd love for you to, to give some to, um, for those who are navigating this space of learning how to be affirming or celebratory of an LGBTQ youth in
1: their life, what, what wisdom would you would you leave us with today? Um, I, I would say that if you are a parent um, with a, you know, any child, any child, a child uh, trying to have that conversation with you to allow the space for that and to celebrate our children or else we're gonna suffer with them through, you know, self-harm or at-risk behavior or uh, or worse. So let's celebrate our children and um, and just celebrate the diversity that they bring into our families and the, our community. And that's what we're supposed to do is to help each other. And so Sisu, thank you for allowing for, uh, just an avenue for people to get plugged in and help. And um, I would like to add for Free Mom Hugs, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, you can still encourage the community online. We have a vibrant uh, Oklahoma City chapter, Free Mom Hugs Oklahoma, and um, they're just vibrant. and And people can come to our our Facebook page and just get encouragement and resources that they need there online. And um, And we're all in this together. I think as humanity, that's what we're supposed to do is celebrate each other and help each other. And if I see a need and I have what you need, then I'm accountable to those things. We all are. So let's help each other out.
0: That's great. Thank you so much to each of you for for your candid insight today, uh, for adding your perspective and wisdom to this conversation. I'm thankful for the opportunity to learn how I can better support the LGBTQ youth in in my life and and in the community as a whole. And I know other parents are going to be grateful for this wisdom and information as well.
1: If I could add one thing that I like to say as far as giving, whether it's Sisu, Q QSpace, the Diversity Center, North Care, a lot of wonderful resources were mentioned today. But if you are a person and you're wondering, how can I get involved? Maybe you're not able to provide a meal. Well, then you can donate to uh, this organization. If you are a prayer, prayerful person, pray for the organization. If you can show up and Be an able body when when that's allowed, then do that. If you can tithe and give uh, your time and your tithe and your energy, then there's always a way to support a group. Just because you may not be able to show up at the front door with a beautiful meal, well, give give to the organization because it, it takes money to keep the lights on, to um to offer the resources and to print the magazine and whatever it is, if you have it let's, let's give it.
0: That's a great point, Sarah. Kylie, would you have anything to add? Final notes?
2: Um, yeah, I, I want to kind of piggyback off of what Sarah said that we have a lot of volunteer opportunities that are outside of even giving financially. Um, and support comes in all varieties you know even if you aren't going to support a local group or you don't have the means to um, support and encourage those that you see around you and that really can just be a change in what your internal thoughts are whenever you are around others because it really comes from what we are saying in our own internal dialogue is what we outwardly will show. And so that could be a great first step is to identify those inward monologues and make sure that they are starting positive and supportive to others around you. I love that. That's a,
0: that's a, perfect, that's a perfect note to end up following <laughs> that. Introspection is, is really important for all of us. Thank you everyone for watching today. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.